Hey, this is Liz. This is Heather. This week, we are diving into the WandaVision series on Disney+. Plus. Spoilers. All right, hit that music. friends we're back we're gonna do another spoilerific type episode you know so we're talking about wandavision yeah i wanted to jump on this bandwagon before it got too cold normally we're not that quick in doing our things because we don't want to you know give away spoilers if people aren't wanting them but this way we can uh, put the spoiler warning on there and just talk about it because wow um, I, you know, and that was the thing, like going in, Marvel had announced after Endgame or whatever that they were going to do the spinoff and the series, like television show for Wanda and Vision. And you're like, well, how's that going to work? Cause you know, spoiler for Endgame or for Infinity War, <laughs> Vision's dead. And, uh, like, how's that going to work? And, oh, it's going to be set in the 1950s. Well, what? Like, that's confusing. So I think going into this, I was, I, I absolutely had no idea what to expect at all. I, I think all of us did. Even when we saw the previews, we're like, well, what the fuck is this? I know. It was very strange. And it was like, okay, so hmm. Yeah. I don't I don't understand. And and I honestly like I saw people's reactions to the first two episodes. And we'll talk about the episodes in a minute more in depth. But I saw so many reactions. Like we loved it. Like we watched it and we we're like, oh, this is cool. Like interesting i like this and you kept seeing little things like little easter eggs that would pop up or or just little nods to something and you were like oh i don't i'm not quite sure what that means yet but i know it's important so like but i saw all these people online they're like wandavision's so boring i'm not watching anymore blah, blah. but you know i've learned with these type of shows and like the mandalorian and whatever else it's like just chill i'm sure they'll get to something good pretty soon you know, it's Star Wars or it's Marvel. Like they know how to do the things. It's not like it's, you know, DC or whatever. Uh, so, so yeah. So I was like, okay. So all these people, and then it's like got to episode three, and it's like, whoa, something's really cool here. Uh, what you know, all these people are gonna miss out, and and that seemed like a shame. So if you didn't, you know, if you're listening to this because you want to know what happened, go back and watch it. You'll enjoy it. So I'm going back to the spoilers thing. Mm-hmm. People were spoiling the shit out of the show at two in the morning mm. um, after it came on. And it was like, dude, that is not cool. I think I must have unfollowed all of the people that I know who do that kind of crap. <laughs> it's not people. It's articles. Oh, people write yeah. articles and share the articles. Or, you know, this the typical thing is like, talk about that latest death on blah, blah, blah. And then show the picture. The cover picture is the person that died. Right. You're like, like yeah, that's- thanks. Helpful. I mean, I didn't see that. Uh, in fact, I don't recall any major deaths in this uh, series, but nonetheless, it was interesting. But I will go back to talk about w- how I felt about those first couple episodes. I thought they were fun. And I knew something was going to come along um, from them it could, because of the Easter eggs they dropped in. Um, or even the non-Easter eggs, like the color plane that ended up in the bushes in episode one. Two, yeah. Well, two, yep. yeah, whatever. And, you know, things like that where you start to go, huh, something else is going on. And then you hear Jimmy Woo's name, um, voice, 
in one of the episodes as well yep. through radio. But that, and these episodes are only like 25 minutes long. So you're thinking, okay, yeah, something else is coming here because otherwise, yeah, this is for kids. And it's just kind of a spinoff for kids that they're running on Fridays. <laughs> I, I just can't even imagine kids being interested in any of it, to be honest. I, I know, I, I just, but I did find it cute and campy and I enjoyed myself while watching it. But would I have gone back and watched them again had those episodes been the whole thing? Yeah, probably not. Yeah. So let's, let's get in and talk about it because there were nine episodes, but eight weeks long. So the first week they gave us episodes one and two. So you could kind of get into it and not just be left like that. And I think that is something that we're not used to when it comes to now the streaming culture, we're used to like, here's your show, boom. And they're all there, right? So you can sit and you can stream and you can binge them all. So this episodic thing, it's like back to TV. Again, you have to worry about spoilers. You have to worry about like, is somebody going to ruin this for me? Or I don't know. So it's, it's kind of a, I hate waiting. Like I, I realize how much I just hate waiting for these kind of things to come back out. It's like, oh, I need more. I, I kind of agree, but I think that the anticipation of the next episode is something I didn't realize how much I was missing in the binge world. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, I, I while I do hate waiting, the buzz was bigger and it lasted longer, and you were able to talk to other people about your theories and things. And you really can't do that if you've seen the whole series. That's true. So I, 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 you know, if, and, and then that's kind of the thing that I do is like, well, if it's a show that I'm not that interested in, I wait for all of the episodes to come out and then Mm -hmm. I watch it all at once. Or if I, um, uh, if it's one that I'm really interested in, we make a plan to do it. Like, so I have every other Friday off and every other Friday, Greg would wake me up. We've got to watch WandaVision so I can look at the internet today. (laughs) Right. Like, Okay. (laughs) Yeah, and and honestly, if I wasn't waiting for Paul to watch these shows, I could just watch them like at two a.m. when they drop because I'm usually you know awake for that. Yeah. So, um, but what what I like about this is we, you know, we know we've have we have a week break. Uh, kind of where we are recording right now was like two days ago was the non Wandavision day, and then next week it's going to dive straight into the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Which I'm super excited for. I'm really excited for these standalone um, Disney. They're books. fun. Yeah, I like them. And, uh, and and the thing is, you know, I think with the Marvel movies, they're so big and they're so epic. And you're watching all of this stuff happening. And they're two and a half to three hours long. That's a lot for a single sitting. But they're still, but it's still like not enough. Like I still require some more backstory on some of these. Or I'd like to see them go a little bit deeper. And that's the cool thing about turning these larger scope projects into a series like WandaVision, where it's like, well, now we have nine episodes to dig into this. So that's awesome. And they did, they, they, um, they ranged in length. I, I was noticing that if you look at the Disney plus, like they're all lined up, they'd be anywhere from 32 to 45 minutes long, just depending on which episode it was. And it's nice that they can kind of play with that, and, and get done what they need to get done in the time because it's, you know, it's not, they're not dependent on the commercials and things like that, that have to have run a certain length or running up into another show. It's just there by itself. Yeah. Yeah. So I really like, I love Lucy um, black and white at the beginning. I thought they were, it was really, really fun and cute and campy. 
you know? Yeah. So the first episode was like, actually the consultant for the show was Dick Van Dyke. And that was kind of the aesthetic they were going for, especially with the intro and it being, like you said, very campy, a little over the top, a lot of physical comedy and physical visual Mm -hmm. effects. Like they were actually using wires and stuff to move things around. So we're so used to CGI and other things that are, you know, they look so real. This was so cheesy that it was, it was endearing to me. Like I love those kind of shows. When we were kids, we used to watch a lot of I Love Lucy. Uh, yeah. You know, those, those kind of things that like our parents grew up on and black and white TV, things like that. And it was just, I, I don't know. I really, I dug it. It was fun. Like, again, I was still like, where is this going and what the fuck is happening? But I liked it a lot. Yeah, and they they kind of it, it seemed like they added some grain to the uh, picture, and um, again that introduction was just perfect, um, just as you would expect it from like the Leave It to Beaver and the I Love Lucy and you know yeah exactly uh, it's I I I had a fun time with it, and then when in that um, on that second episode which was the same time period right. Well, this, uh, the first episode was the 50s. The second episode was the 60s. So it pretty much progressed a decade per episode. Okay. So, yeah, in the 60s one where they were like, I can't get to the picture. Like, they, they flipped that, um, you know, they don't have CGI. So they put that cartoon in the middle of what Gum did inside Vision. That was so funny. Yeah. And that was that was uh, the... Oh, sorry, my brain. The uh, The inspiration for the 60s episode there was uh, Bewitched. And that opening cartoon in that cartoon with, like you said, the gumming up the works, that was very reminiscent of the opening of Bewitched back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. I loved Bewitched. So that was, that's fun. And I I liked this one mostly because of the outfits and stuff. (laughs) Yeah. I I liked both of these so much, but I I honestly thought we were going to get a lot more Deborah Jo Rupp than we actually did. Yeah. You're not familiar with her. She was Kitty foreman on that 70s show so the mom and she's awesome and i love her and she's in the first episode and like you know you can always kind of tell someone's involvement by their name being in the main credits yeah and hers is in the main credits and so is Catherine hahn so i i really figured agnes was gonna have some part to play um she's very much playing the uh gladys kravitz kind of character that nosy yeah. nosy neighbor thing but there were lots of hijinks, and and you're right. The '60s episode was fun. I liked the outfits. They were things like I'd wear that, and I love that Wanda is wearing pants. And they make some kind of comment about I, uh, Geraldine says, "I love your pants," and she's like, "Should I have worn a dress?" Like, I, mm, we don't do that in my world, kind of thing. So that was fun. Yeah, I mean that was a that was a really cute episode too. And then that's when you we met. Um, Oh, what did they call her? Did they call Geraldine? Her? Is it G- Geraldine? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we met her for the first time there, and there she was like, "You're new," and they so didn't think anything of it, and then no. it became such a major part of the series, and so that's kind of what that a lot of things, right? Is what made this WandaVision just kind of kick in and was super fun. Yeah, it was also really cool to have a woman of color in one of these kind of shows because. That just wasn't yeah, it was a thing back in the day. So back in the 50s and 60s, that was not a thing for most shows, unless you were on the Betty White show. Yeah. Well, I mean, fast forward to the next episode. Mm-hmm. And it was more of a of a caricature they had her playing. Yeah, very much so. so this is um, 
is the next episode was kind it was the 70s one and so it was like brady bunch right yep very much brady bunch partridge family that same kind of feel the opening for that was really fun like they have them riding on a tandem bike and shopping for things and again agnes is day drinking or whatever i kind of love that about agnes that she's like day drinking in all the episodes yeah and then this is where she actually has the baby Yes. The baby. Well, this is where she gets, she, yeah, she gets pregnant at the very end of the 60s episode. Like they're sitting on the couch and then they hear a noise outside and she stands up and all of a sudden she's got a, a baby belly. We're like, oh, what? And then the next episode, she's pregnant. Like the doctor's like, oh, you must be like four months. And then she sneezes about an hour later and boom, she's six months pregnant. And then all of a sudden, I, you know, like the, because she's a witch and she, or because she is magical or whatever they're calling her in this yeah this universe i don't think anyone's ever referred to her as a witch until you know later or whatever but because she has these powers as she's going through contractions all of the like the lights start flickering and things fly off walls and a stork comes to life and wanders through the house in a very 70s tv kind of way yeah uh you know she's trying to keep it hidden because geraldine comes to visit and you know again geraldine is dressed she's got this like foxy brown afro you know the tight clothes and she's got uh like bell-bottom pants that have fish like a fish pattern so of course the stork tries to eat the fish off her pants which was yeah, fine. Kind of hilarious. Like I missed some of these little things the first time I went through because we were just watching, watching. And this time I was paying a little bit more attention looking at, for some of the different things. Yeah. But yeah, so, you know, we start this again, the episode where everything changes, it pivots, right? It's yeah, it's getting there. It's this is when Wanda, like at the very end of the 60s, you know, we see the guy, the beekeeper climbing out of the sewer in the middle of the, you know, out of the manhole in the middle of the street. And she kind of is like, no. And then they do a rewind and all of a sudden they're back in the living room and vision has no memory of what just happened. And so we see, this is really the first time she's manipulating the show as opposed to just doing things upon her daily life. So there are little bitty things in, in each episode that, that allude to there being a bigger thing happening outside of whatever this is. Yeah. So like in the first episode, right at the very end, when they show the the closing credits for WandaVision, uh, and by the way, every one of these closing credits, are, there's a hex somewhere, like a hexagonal figure somewhere in there, and we'll get to that. Uh, but so it, you know, it closes down to this, and then we see it's on an old-fashioned tube TV, and someone is watching it. So it's not just that we are watching a sitcom we are watching someone watch a sitcom and that's what we don't realize until the very end of the first episode and then the second episode like you said there was the um the little helicopter that came through but it was in color instead of black and white which is was a is a really that was kind of a cool tool for just yeah i don't know i really like that and uh and then in this one geraldine comes in, uh, you know, just in time, basically, to deliver Wanda's baby. But she's also, uh, she makes some kind of comment after the twins are born, she has twins, after the twins are born about, I'm a twin. I had a brother. His name is Pietro. And she doesn't say anything more. And then Geraldine says, wasn't he killed by Ultron? Yeah, she something phased her, and she was able to remember that. Mm -hmm. Um, and 
that particular moment was like, you know, the audience is watching going, Hey, how does she remember that? Mm-hmm. And then we're, and then we're all like, Oh yeah, I remember that too. It was almost like we were in the trance with her. Yeah. Cause and- you do forget about that kind of thing. And, and honestly, I need to like Ultron was a while ago. So I know they kept telling me to watch it afterwards. I'm like, but do I need to? I know. I was like, eh, I'm not not quite there yet, but maybe we'll see. Uh, and, and honestly, like come later, we don't have to because they do it for us, which is nice. Yeah. But in this, I, I noticed something that was really funny. Um, she has a Kitty Carryall doll. If you're familiar with the Brady Bunch, Cindy's doll that she had in like every episode was named Kitty Carryall. And she actually has that doll in their house. And I just, I noticed that this time it was pretty funny. Oh, I didn't realize that. But this is also the first time that vision kind of recognizes that something is weird. Something is off. Um, And he doesn't, he doesn't seem to have any memory of anything before the show starts other than Wanda. Like he knows her and he loves her and that kind of thing, but he doesn't remember any of the outside stuff yet, but he's starting to go, what is happening here? Like the neighbors are being weird. Uh, Agnes and Hank, was that his name? The guy next door? Was uh, trimming yeah. the bushes? Yeah. It's just, you know, a lot of weird things with that. Yeah. I think it was Hank, but uh, it could be. Yeah. Wrong. It's like they're, it's like they were trying to, to television something, but like their TV personalities wouldn't let them. They're like, no one leaves here. <laughs> Geraldine doesn't have a home. Yeah. She's new. Like and and that's when he's he starts thinking that like, yeah, nobody ever knew. Mm-hmm. And it starts kind of clicking in his head. Um, so it was really happy interesting that Agnes put that into his head. Mm-hmm. Because um it really hadn't been and even and he had to be away from Wanda for that to happen because when he actually had had mentioned something before, she kind of she brushes it, it off. Yeah. yeah. Well, she put an edit in the thing and it just started back to normal. Yeah. And so um, that's handy. Really would like that in real life. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. So I like that we started editing this podcast. <laughs> Sometimes you just go through and go, whoop, not that. So. Yep. Anyway, I, I thought, um, especially in the 70s episode, like there was such, and, and I think they did a really cool job of being subtle with this. There was definite nods to these gender norms that were happening and gender expectations, especially towards women that were happening in these in these eras and especially how they were portrayed in the show. So the 50s, they expect the wife to be very domestic and have a six course meal waiting when they get home. and And then, you know, in the 60s, She's wearing pants, like, you know, so everyone's kind of looking at that. Yeah, she has to keep the image of the family, mm-hmm. um, the family unit or whatever. And Yeah, uh, and but there's still, again, a little stick to it because she is wearing the pants and she she is doing her thing. In the 70s one, specifically, the doctor that comes in is like just dripping misogyny off of him like yeah. he, he makes all these little little lady kind of comments and he actually because uh geraldine delivers the baby and he actually you know they get there just after the fact he's like i think you might have what it takes to be a nurse <laughs> <laughs> and she but she gives him a look yeah. like mm. you know like it's a very uh it was very tongue-in-cheek and very pointed kind of mm. 
kind of a thing. And I loved it. I almost forgot about that uh, until mm-hmm. you mentioned it again. I guess I do need to rewatch it. I guess I was making notes. So yeah. we, Paul and I decided to go through the last couple of days and rewatch. And again, it's only nine episodes, so it doesn't take that long to do. But we got my sister. because My sister's kind of new to the world of geeky things. We just got her. I was like, how did you grow up in the same house as me and my brother, who are both giant geek nerd people? And she just wasn't. Like, she just was not a part of any of this. So... She's gone through the MCU before Endgame and, and, you know, but also at a very high level, like a very shallow kind of level, not, not really understanding all the ties or paying too much attention to it. She also has two little kids, well, three, but two little kids that are running around screaming their faces off anytime you try to watch anything. So it is hard to, (laughs) to focus, but we sat down with her and we watched the first four episodes with her. And I think she kept watching until like three in the morning. She's like, it was really good. I really liked it. Yeah. But that was a fun thing because you can come into this having, like, she really didn't remember Wanda at all or Vision at all, even though she'd watched the movies. Because until Infinity War, neither one of them has a super primetime role other than in Ultron. You know, they're, they're kind of the other characters. You know, they're not in the main, the grand stage kind of thing. Well, yeah, I mean, that was the one they introduced him, but yeah, it's really hard to compete with the other Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. So now I'm trying to remember when Geraldine gets flung out of the hex. Yeah. We, did we see that at the beginning before the episode? Okay. That's what I was thinking is, it was at the beginning where it's like, she's laying in a field and she's kind of dazed and lights are coming and people are yelling. It ended an episode. It ended the episode and, and then the next one started and it was right there. Yeah, I don't know. Either way, there there was this this moment where Geraldine is just basically laying in a field and she is dazed and there's lights overhead, like helicopter spotlights and, and people, men running and screaming and whatever. And we don't know what's happening. And then we get a uh, track back. I think the track back comes later on Geraldine. But anyway, so what we find out at the end of this is that Wanda, you know, Vision comes in and it's like, um where's Geraldine? Because there's only one door into this bitch and I didn't see anybody leave. She's like, she had to go. She didn't belong here. Like that was just her very matter of fact. And then she just kind of switches it around again. She doesn't want vision having too many questions Mm -hmm. and uh, she's going to kind of push back from them. Well, and that's the thing is at the end of that episode, you didn't know except for then they cut to where Geraldine was. And then the next episode, they show that she just got thrown through three walls and (laughs) Yeah. So the next episode, actually, instead of starting with Wanda and Vision and the TV show, starts in a hospital. Mm-hmm. And we see Geraldine, who we, you know, whatever. And she is being reassembled after the snap. So all of the people who dusted in that, you know, in the snap, she is undusting, I guess, Mm -hmm. coming back together. And she is now in an empty hospital room and everybody's confused AF because people are running around. They're like, oh my God, what's happening? Where's my people that were here two minutes ago? Or I fell asleep and now they're gone. And what we find is that she is Monica Rambo. Mm -hmm. And if you remember from Captain Marvel, her mother was Maria. Yeah, Maria Rambo and best friends with Carol Danvers. And Monica was the little girl who was in that. So now she's all grown up and she, you know, she, her mother had cancer and had, I guess she had been in the hospital when the snap happened. And then we find that she has subsequently died. Yeah. You know, while Monica was gone as part of the snap. 
And so that's heartbreaking. Yeah. And but then we get a a cut straight to sword, yeah. which I wrote this down um, because it's it's a little different from what like the comics or whatever had sword is. Is it from the comics or is it just different um, from the uh, or is it just different from the movies? But yeah, it's sentient weapon observation. Oh yeah, because it, 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 it didn't have sentient weapon. You're right. You're right. It was sentient world yeah. observation, and then it changed to sentient weapon observation response division. And she even makes a comment about I see we're observing and responding. <laughs> we're not doing because I guess before they were you know sword was much more the innovative mm-hmm. aspect and and doing things to replace shield after you know it was just determined to be a hydra's nest yeah um yeah because shield had been gone at this point by what 20 years now yeah and yeah maybe because uh, it would no, no, no. what there was five right for during the infinity it was five for the snap so let's say 10 it was yeah. probably 10 years now yeah. so but we also um she is now going back to sword because apparently she was an astronaut and had worked with them. Her mother helped build Sword um, from the from the ground up. And now we've got this guy Tyler Hayward, who is the director. He's the acting director of Sword because I guess when Maria Rambo died, there wasn't any kind of contingency in place for that. So this guy has gotten the gotten the boost. And and she's like, oh well, they made a good choice. <laughs> He's like, it's the only choice. She's like, well, I wasn't gonna say that, but. <laughs> Yeah, here you are. Who, who and is this guy, by the way, this actor that's playing him, because he always plays his asshole. Mm-hmm, yeah. Actually, I was trying to remember. I was like, because there are a lot of actors in this show that you're like, who the fuck is that? Because I have seen them somewhere before, but it's not been something that immediately jumps to mind. And this guy, when I was looking back through his IMDb page to try to figure out where I'd seen him before, the one that stood out to me the most was he played this guy, Lenny, in Must Love Dogs, who's like the crying guy that the main character goes out with when she's starting to date again after her divorce. And I was like, okay. So he's just like break down into tears while they were at dinner. He's like, oh, dear God. He like calls her. I had a great time. We should get together again. And I was like, dear God. But anyway, so he um, is telling her that for the moment, she is grounded. She's not going to be sent back up into space. But it also sounds like they're not sending anybody else up either. Like, we're not doing that since we know there are actual things out there that want to kill us and eat us. So we're just not. Yeah, so we're going to bring that attention upon ourselves, I bet, is what they're... Yeah, exactly. Like, we don't want to get out there and ra- wave the flag in front of the bull. Like, we're just going to sit here and watch for a while, see what happens. Um, so he wants to send her on a mission... And he sends, he says, we have an FBI agent in Westview, New Jersey, who is trying to track down a missing person well, yeah. from the witness protection program. And he he's having trouble. So, and they need one of our drones. And we would like for you to go babysit a drone. And she makes this comment. She goes, drones usually follow me. Like, or she, yeah. drone, drones chaperone me, not the other way around. Um, but so she, she, you know, grudgingly goes out there and we see Jimmy Woo played by randall park the dad from fresh off the boat I know, who i love of him i had 100 percent forgotten that he was in ant-man and the wasp 100 percent forgot i did not remember that paul mentioned it last night i was like oh, you're yeah, right he's fbi right he's not yes sword or um no he's fbi yeah so yeah he uh <laughs> I forgot about him. So in Ant-Man and the Wasp, he is the FBI agent who is monitoring uh, 
Ant-Man, mm-hmm. whatever his name is, I've forgotten right now. They've Scott, Scott Lang. They have forgotten or they they're monitoring his house arrest after all the shit that went down in Captain America Civil War, where they were in Germany and doing the things and becoming treasonous or not signing the Sugovia Accords or whatever it was. Yeah. yeah. But he's the one who was like trying to form human connections. He's like, look at my magic trick. Want to pick a card? Like that kind of thing. And he's like, want to want to go get a donut? Oh, no, no, you don't. Okay. Okay. I guess. Sure. Cool. 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 Like, I'd forgotten about him completely. So yeah, he's adorable. She, she shows up and Jimmy Woo is talking to what look like local townie cops from the neighboring town. And he's like, um, so it's not so much just that I have a missing person. He's like, could you tell her about Westview? And they're like, there's no such place as Westview. They're literally standing next to the welcome to Westview population sign. Yeah. It's a giant billboard. <laughs> welcome to Westview population 3,792 or whatever it was. Yeah. And he's like, she's like, uh, there's no Westview. They're like, no, there's no Westview. She's like, where are you from? They're like Eastview. Yeah. <laughs> like they're like okay, because they're they they can see the town. They're standing yeah. next to the sign. You can see the town. I mean, it does look ghosty down there. But then she's like, "Well, why haven't you just gone in?" He's like, "It doesn't want me to." Yeah, it's like, oh, okay. And she's like, "He's like, can't you feel it?" And so she gets her drone. She's like, "Well, we're gonna just go take a look and do the thing." Yeah. Sends in the drone. And all of a sudden, like, she's looking down at the controls, like, trying to see the camera angle and what it's doing. And all of a sudden, it's gone. This is a deserted street. It's in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) The drone is just gone. So Monica's trying to figure out what's happening. And she walks up and she can see, when you get close enough, you can see kind of the shimmer of this force field, whatever it is. And she kind of pokes at it, as you do, as I totally would. And then get sucked in. Yeah, I like totally get sucked into any kind of. Uh, oh yeah, I'd every like, time. Um, yeah, I'm gonna have to see what happens. Sorry, <laughs> I'm gonna have to touch this whirlpool and just. I mean, I just need to know. I probably I can't won't kill me. Not. I understand, but I just not know. <laughs> I know, and you're like, I I know what's going to happen here, but I still have to. Like, I feel compelled. Yeah. to do this that's the compulsive yeah <laughs> well, in this episode it just 100 percent made it okay we're marvel again mm-hmm. uh and you know because you were getting i mean you got uh things in it you know you're getting your easter eggs and stuff like yeah. that and you know i even I, I knew a couple like uh co-workers that i i would say are of the baby baby boomer era uh who actually were starting to watch it, and then they were like it's kind of getting weird. <laughs> and I feel like you're adorable. I know. It's like, you think that that's going to be weird. Wait till it continues because I mm-hmm. know it's not going to stay um, at these, you know, these cutesy yeah. Yeah, um, items. But so this, now we're, now we're in Marvel and now we're feeling like, okay, now I remember Ultron. We yeah. all remember it. Yep. Now we have to remember the things we know. And yeah. um, so that's, I mean, it's kind of a fun little click back for us as well as it was for Wanda. And yeah. I don't know. I'm, I was very happy with this turn, this twist. I mean. Yeah, it was nice. And it, it, we also got a good blend of that. So we have our backstory as to what the fuck happened to Geraldine, who we now know as Monica Rambo, mm-hmm. who we also if you're a comics book person, know that this is obviously a person who has importance down the line uh, and is a superhero down the line. So it's like, hmm, interesting. She's a little baby uh, astronaut person here. Yep. I don't know why astronaut translate to field agent, but 
whatever. Uh, yeah, I don't know either, but that sounds like a job. <laughs> They're like, you've been gone for five years. We literally have no work for you to do right now. <laughs> like, we're just, just go talk to Jimmy Woo. It's fine. And so we flip back after she gets sucked in. We flip back and now we are in a very clearly 1980s sitcom. Mm-hmm. And even the opening number, we watched um, another thing on it last night. It was talking about how they, and if you've listened to it, it's like, we're just making it up as we go along. <laughs> That's what the song says. And so, but it's very reminiscent of growing pains and family ties and mm-hmm. even full house. And I have to say, I was floored after this episode came out, it seemed like Twitter exploded with the, I was today years old when I realized that Elizabeth Olsen is the younger sister of Mary Kate and Ashley. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. You just, you just figured this out. Wait until you find out that she's a freaking Avenger and her sisters are freaking bazillionaires. Yeah. It's like, um, look at her. She looks exactly, yes. and there's some episodes here, especially uh, the further down ones where she's looking very Olsen twinish. Like yeah, she looks just like that. Yeah. Cause when, especially, yeah, this, this episode and then the, um, uh, the modern day, the modern mm-hmm. family one, modern family. Yeah. Um, I was like, Oh man, she is got a spitting image, but so. yeah, it was just like, I cannot believe people are just figuring this out. I'm like, she's been an Avenger for a while. Like I you just they have another sister. That's an actress too. No, they have a brother. Oh, it's okay. um, because their their clothing line is Elizabeth and James, mm. and that's the names of their younger brother and sister. So I don't think they have another sister, uh, but they do have a brother. And so we we pop to this, and now okay, there's been a lot of shit going on on the interwebs lately about millennials or not even millennials, Z- Gen Z, who is crapping on probably millennials because us Gen Xers are like right on the edge and nobody cares about us and they never have and they never will. It's fine. We're fine. Everything's fine. Please don't involve us in this shit. Just to- I know. We're like, it's fine. Whatever. Like, like the millennials and the boomers are fighting. We're like, whatever. We're just still the overlooked child generation. I'm, I like bounce between them depending on who, who. Well, that's the thing. Like my sister is right on the edge of the millennial. Like, so you do, you have both of those worlds kind of happening. But anyway, so there's this thing at one that, point, but now we're lost. Yeah, there's this thing where apparently we're not supposed to have side parts and skinny jeans anymore. And I'm like, I just found skinny jeans, and they are the first thing that don't make me look awful. In I jeans. hate so, skinny jeans, and I, I love these. Hated them, and uh, I feel like an ice cream cone in them because it's well, just- I've I, you know, and that's the thing. Like I, I am built like an ice cream cone to be to be honest. So it's fine, but. Um, that's not the thing. It's always been really hard for me to find pants that fit right because if they fit in the waist, they're like enormous in the legs because I have weird skinny bird legs. And so finding the the right kind of skinny jean, so like a relaxed waist but thin leg, I'm a fan. I don't like the big straight cuts because, again, they make my legs like 47 feet wide and I don't need to feel wider. But anyway, so <laughs> it's like this episode of WandaVision – should be a prime example of why we don't want to go back to the fucking mom jeans that they had in the 80s. My 13-year-old niece wears the mom jeans, and I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, they're so comfortable. I'm like, it looks like a diaper. Like, it's terrible. I don't – Wanda's clothes in this are so bad. They are so 80s, and she has, like, the half-side pony 
happening. Big perm hair, which was kind of delightful. Mm-hmm. Agnes is in full jazzercise mode. Like she has the the uh, she has a leotard. There's maybe two of them on. She's got it over the shiny tights with the leg warmers and the like uh, the puma. My shoes mom and- wore that all the time because she went <laughs> exercise three times a week. And yes, my mom did too. Was wearing that, and I was like, yes. oh, that's like a thong. Like I understand. Oh, they were total thongs. It was oh. like, why? I mean, but they're uh, yeah. I've seen so too her- much of my mom's ass. Thank you. I know. It's like, I don't, I don't need to think about this anymore. It's like total recall. Like, uh, what's her name is wearing that exact outfit in total recall yep. anyway. But the, the outfit is so bad. I'm like, why would anyone want to go? I was like, she's wearing like Z Cabaricis. Like what the mm-hmm. fuck is happening here? It's terrible. Anyway. So we, we trip back to this and the twins who were babies, uh, they're crying and they're, you know, this typical we're new parents trope and we're exhausted and we can't get them to stop crying and we're reading magic. They're still not stop, still not stop crying. And then all of a sudden they are five years old. Yeah. They just, boop, hi, mommy, daddy. We're like, what? And their vision's like, what the fuck is happening? She's like, nothing. It's fine. I've got it handled. It's fine. He's like, hmm, don't feel fine. Like what's happening? So, you know, the boys find a dog and they're washing the dog, which is covered in suds, but not at all wet yeah. in this show, I noticed. Well, I think that's a shit like that happens all yeah. the time. Oh, yeah, all the time. Um, so I think that yeah. they played those in perfectly. Yeah. yeah, they did really well. And they even did the like, you boys never stand still unless you're forming a human shield in front of the sink. <laughs> and which one of you barked? Like, yeah, the bark. it was very tongue in cheek with these 80 sitcoms and how they rolled and trying to have the conversation about how we don't think you're, you know, and she does magic right in front of Agnes. Like she wills a dog collar into existence. And Vision's like, Wanda, what the fuck? Like, what, what are you doing? You're, you you do not even Wanda try to conceal. To say, Wanda, what the fuck at some point. <laughs> that would have been great. But apparently they stuck with the Disney thing here. There there might have been a couple of, there were a couple of close calls. But anyway, but he should have said that because that's what I would have said. But it was very much, what are you doing? You didn't even try to conceal your abilities in front of Agnes. And she's like, I'm sick of doing it. I don't, I just want to be me. You should be the real you. He's like, well, I don't think we're there yet. So, <laughs> yeah, face so, and all this. Yeah, so you see this part where you know now Vision is seeing something clearly wrong, and uh, and Wanda is just giving up. I don't want to be somebody different than who I want to be. So it actually kind of is a sign of growth in Wanda yeah. at this point, but it's still very problematic um, as yeah. to what this means. Well, and that's the thing. And this is when we're first starting to see kind of a fissure between this perfect world she's created and Vision becoming more of a fully functioning mm-hmm. being and, and thinking clearly for himself, which is like, you that had to happen. Yeah, I mean, you had to, to do something. By this time, we had seen um, the head of S.W.O.R.D., and I forgot his name, just like, you know, Captain Dick Hayward or something. Yeah, yeah. And um, he had shown... Uh, the new people coming in uh we get darcy yeah we get darcy back who we knew from thor she was and she got her phd she's like dr lewis i was like yes yes so so she um she had been intern um for uh jane is it jane foster jane foster yeah uh she was an intern for jane foster and um and we caught that in thor and then here she is as a doctor and she's helping you know 
in the Marvel verse with her as her own right, not being like an intern, not saying interns aren't in their own right, but it's not like they're superheroes. Right. She's, she's there as a subject matter expert, not Mm -hmm. as somebody's assistant. Exactly. And I have to say, I think that we need a spinoff of Jimmy Woo and Darcy Lewis going around solving MCU mysteries like an X-File. Yep. But funny. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think yeah. that would be amazing. I, and I think that's Marvel puts funny into mundane. Yeah. And so I think that that really would help them. You know, and DC doesn't. It, I mean, it, sometimes it tries and you can see a forced joke in there every once in a mm-hmm. while. But right, exactly. in general, um, it's almost like Marvel is a comedy first and a comic second. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think I've I think I've messed this up somehow. I think that this fourth episode, we are mostly just seeing what's happening with Sword. I think it's the fifth episode that that is the eighties. So. Everybody's seen it, so we're it's not. Good. It doesn't matter. Um. So, but yes, but Darcy's there. Darcy has figured out, um, you know, some wavelength that's coming on, and she actually can see the sitcom. And so now everybody's, uh, you know, grouped around the sitcom and knows what's happening. And also, Hayward had shown that his concerns to everybody about what Wanda has done, like not mm-hmm. only has she created this force field, but she stole vision's body and against his wishes. And I mean, I think all of us are sitting here going, does that sound like something Wanda would do is if I kind of thought it did. I, mean, I, I did. Well, grief, grief does a lot. to people. Well, yeah. And so, I mean, that was clearly what it, uh, what we chalked it up to was that mm-hmm. oh man she was really really grieving in fact there's been many comments um way before wandavision came out that she was simultaneously holding back thanos and yep. trying to uh, break the stone in vision's mm-hmm. head and breaking her heart and she's yeah. doing it without much of a like problem no strain yeah. yeah yeah so she is like the strongest avenger if it weren't for like you know that's a concentration spell um if it weren't for um a sudden, I can't remember even what happened that got her um, knocked over uh, while she was doing it. She would have done it. She yeah. held both of those back. Uh, well, she did. I mean, she for she a significant amount of time. Well, she broke. She held them back, but she also broke the stone and killed Vision. Mm-hmm. But Thanos rewind rewound time and yeah. and just grabbed it out of his head. That's so that was what it was. Yeah, yeah. But and Jimmy Woo even makes a comment about that because they're like, well, that, she's like, um, she could have held off Thanos on her own if she wasn't miserable and heartbroken. Like she absolutely could do that all day every day. Like nobody even questions that but Hayward has some sort of video showing Wanda blowing into sword blowing things up and then claiming that she stole the vision's body yeah now I'm like how I mean I mean yeah she's got powers and stuff but I think people would notice if she was walking out the door with a android she can float but um she can float she probably just flew away but this is what's so weird about that is, you know, yes, yes, we would know. Um, it, but I don't, the what, how I reconciled it in my head was that maybe she didn't know this was Vision's last wish was that he never got reassembled. Well, who wrote that down? When did that happen? I know. I didn't see that. I don't know. I, I wrote down here, the sword director is a dick and a liar. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so. Because it's very much happening. Mm-hmm. But this in this 80s episode, this is when the twins, because they're like doing that, you know, 80s, we have to have a lesson in this show. Yeah. Learning moment. Boys, we just really don't think that you are going to be able to care for a dog until you're 10. 
no, 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 no. And then, of course, the boys are like, all right. And they age themselves up to 10. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and, and then uh, something happens. Well, oh, this is when the drone comes in. Yep. Monica flies the drone in. And the dog runs out barking, 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 and she has a showdown with the drone. But we come back and the boys can't, they can't find the dog. And so then all of a sudden, Agnes has the dog wrapped in a blanket. Oh, he was eating leaves in my bush and died. Yeah. It was like, wow, that was sudden. Like you caught him an hour ago. Yeah. I know. And this is, and so then the, the moral of the story was, you know, cause the kids are like, mom, bring it back to life. And she's like, you can't just you do, can't that. do that. Yeah. And then they're like, you can't, <laughs> I mean, there was, they're like, you totally can mom. And, and that's when we start to kind of get that first inkling of, well, she did it with vision, you know, or, or and we feel like that's what the boys are saying to her as well. Yeah. Like, you did it for dad. Why won't you do it for the dog? And she's trying to explain, you know, death is a thing. Like you have to learn to live with it and you can't age yourself up to try to run away from it, which again, everybody feels like she is running away from her grief. And, you know, yeah, but, yeah so. this was a, this was an interesting moment because it was when she started to realize that, um, she has done something, yeah. um, uh, wrong. And it was in this episode that vision, um, now working for like, what was it? Computer systems or something. And there's, that's an Easter egg of some yeah. sort. Um, but, uh, he, he, um, you know, did some magic-y thing to the, the mind of his coworker who started crying and being like, I can't get her out of my head. Yeah. And but he's like, what is happening? Yeah. So started to realize of the emotional torment that Wanda has caused for the people in this town that he's, you know, befriended and, um, you know, enjoyed during this, mm-hmm. this whole thing. So then now we start to see that vision is starting to understand that this is not right. And the outside world is starting to think that Wanda is a terrorist. Yeah. And, and Monica, even though she was sucked in and subsequently thrown out of the hex, as Darcy has named it, she's still trying to protect Wanda. Like, she's like, no, she's not in here. Yes, I, her pain was in my head and it was excruciating and all that. But she's not being like, she's hurting. She's not being malicious. And I know what it feels like to lose the most important person in your life. I want to help her. And so that's why she's flying the drone in to talk to her. What she doesn't know is that Hayward has put fucking missile on the <laughs> drone mm-hmm. and decides to shoot it at Wanda. And I like that he's like, the missile was just a precaution. Yeah. Like, what? What? What is that? And this is like when the drone comes through and it shoots a missile at her. She, this is when she gets pissed. Yeah. And she herself comes out through the hex dragging the drone which is like covered with her magic and stuff and basically tell he's like you're holding all these people hostage she's like i'm not the one with the guns because they're pointing like 40 guns at her and 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 she moves the guns onto him and then he's like oh shit Mm -hmm. he's like oh wait no no hold please like not good yeah Uh, and uh, yeah and that was this was basically the end of that episode right yeah, yeah, that, that was but kind of the end. My favorite part of this episode is um, Jimmy Woo's um, now meme. Well, that's an oversimplification of events. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> if you could take the entire MCU and, and put it in a sentence, yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, yeah, she was she was manipulated by Hydra. He's like, that's a vast uh, oversimplification of what happened to her. Yeah, like, it's my favorite yeah. meme now. Like what they just yeah. put in these. Uh, 
um, these big drastic things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I think we've talked a lot about WandaVision and I'm so excited to continue it on, but we're going to have to wait until next week. Yeah, I think that's the best. So we will see you guys next time. Music provided by www.bensound.com and please email feedback to contact us at nerdybitches.com. <laughs>